Stand by for the Terry Saul Show. Five, roll tape. Four, cue Terry. Three, bring audio up. Two, stand by. One, play intro. Stay tuned for the Terry Saul Show on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM KSLM. Today's show is being brought to you by the Lule Group, featuring Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, and Teresa Lule's State Farm Insurance. Well, good morning, and welcome to the Terry Saul Show on Salem's original radio station. We are KSLM AM and FM. I am your host, and I'm so glad that you joined us today. Amanda Smith is in studio with us. Good morning, Amanda. How are we? Good morning. I'm so good. How are you, Terry? I'm doing fine, thank you. You know, it's amazing. Uh, the security is not at the front door. The Clearly. door is left open, and you never know who's going to show up. <laughs> and who do we have? Mike Adams, Mike from Adams Ribs, I should yes. say, has uh, joined us. Good morning, Mike. How are we? Oh, good morning. It's, it's great to be be here and yeah you, you you know that that security system needs a little I'm bit of work you. You i'm telling these you these cute little dogs will run up and <laughs> they're gonna attack you no they just jump on your lap you that's know? it you know we feed them bananas and you think that would get them going but it doesn't no, so. no. how you doing man i'm doing great this is the first time we've had a chance to sit down and chat with you we were at the parade together where's the hot chocolate yes uh, i'm hot chocolate man <laughs> well i guess yeah yeah uh, that was a fun time the, the parade over at gino's office that was yeah. actually a blast that was my first parade nighttime parade i've oh, really? ever been to so yeah. I had a great time in in the past a uh, few years back I I actually was the uh, announcer for the parade we sat on the corner of uh, over there by Walgreens I think that Chamawan River and uh, had a little tent and we sat out there with a, a hot cocoa yes of course <laughs> special hot cocoa and uh, we uh, sat there and announced the show or the uh, parade it was it was a lot of fun did you did you ever attend when it was downtown uh, Salem oh I got even better stories for that so uh, myself with uh, uh, Seven Brides Brewing at the time, they're not around anymore, and Willamette Valley uh, Vineyards, and we would rent a parking lot downtown, and we would sell food and have a, we had a beer garden and all well, lighted up go. and everything. There oh, it was go. a blast. Oh, yeah. That's it. Yeah, it was a blast. That's nice. cool, a whole beer garden oh, and yeah. the parking lot yeah, for the parade. Yeah, wine and beer and barbecue and for the parade. It yeah. Was, yeah, and we'd sit out there and people come in and have okay. just, just a big party. It yeah. was a lot of and fun. And the parade route was just all over the downtown. It was just winding through all the areas of downtown there. Yeah. It, it was it, solid people it, everywhere oh, it was, you look. it was packed. And then yeah. at some point the city said, we don't want to fund uh, uh, the uh, security or shut the streets down anymore. And so it got, thankfully got picked up by Kaiser Chamber, nice. which I'm a, I'm a board member of, and has been going strong for, I think, 10 years there now. Do you know the how the parade began? KBZY, across town, yeah. uh, was, the, was the first one to, to put the parade together, and they put it together on a Friday night at 6 o'clock. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Downtown Salem is shut down Friday night at 6 o'clock. You don't think they got complaints over oh, that one? Oh, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah people fun. don't like they don't like their their uh, uh, schedules to be interrupted. No, you know, their travel, not at all, not their at all. Travel when it gets interrupted, they get really upset. You know, I've got a restaurant in downtown Salem. People are they complain about the parking all the time that there's not enough, and it's like, okay, first of all, you're going to a downtown you know, historical district, you're, you're not going to find parking right in front of where you're going to yeah. go. No. Yeah. You know, but when, when you block streets and, uh, and that kind of thing, people get a little upset sometimes, yeah. but if you make it fun, it turns out for the, for well, the better. Absolutely. Um, now, before we get into your history in a little bit, I want to ask you about that, that container that you had on your back. He can't get over the hot cocoa. Co- hot cocoa. <laughs> oh yeah. What? Hot cocoa man. Yeah. How yeah. heavy was that thing? It was so it was solid metal. It, well, you know, it's, it really, used to be six it's really cool. And yeah, it, it just shrunk. Yeah. I, you know, that's not a joke. I have lost an inch or two 
over my life. With have the, you? Oh yeah, I have arthritis and degenerative oh, great. discs. Make so, me feel bad. Yeah, now. <laughs> but, but I'm doing joke. really well right now. I don't have any medication or anything. But that's um, good. That's something to be proud uh, of. So so that backpack started out as uh, Dynamic Life Ministries, a group I was involved with years ago, and we would take it out and we did a lot of uh, homeless and youth homeless outreach. And so that would go out and would be filled with either hot cocoa or coffee and we'd take it down. It's got a little thing to hold the cups and everything. You just pull it out and fill the cup and we'd walk around the park downtown and, and uh, hand out coffee to the to the needy out down there. When it's full, what does it weigh? Oh gosh, it's it's only a three gallon tank in reality. So what is it, 30 pounds? You know, less than 30 pounds of fluid inside of it and then the the padding and everything it's it's super insulated and it's just like it's like a camping backpack or something that right, you would take right. on a, a day hike so it's probably no more than forty pounds it's like a mini keg of hot cocoa exactly it or looks like a whatever mini keg. other beverage you want <laughs> yeah, to put right. in it, you know? yeah a mini keg depends on depends on the event yeah. <laughs> all right Mike let's get yeah. into it what's your background where 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 you come from well I grew up in uh, now don't hate me. Uh, Southern California. Um, I can't hate you. I did too. I was I was, I was born in Inglewood. We can hate Amanda, but we can't yeah. hate each other. Well, she was born here, mm-hmm. uh, Massachusetts, I, actually. Oh, Massachusetts. Yes. Oh, all right. So don't hate any of us. We won't hate any of us. Then. <laughs> we're about in Southern California. You know, we're a great melting pot. This right. Country, so right. It, you know, who cares where you came from? As long as you love where you're at and you do things for your community. Exactly. Yeah. But so I was born in Inglewood. Grew up in the South Bay until I was 11. So we lived in Torrance. My grandparents had a house in uh, Manhattan Beach. Uh, my my aunt, she's ninety years old, I think ninety or ninety one, uh, just uh, is still living in Redondo Beach. Nice. Um, as a matter of fact, my mom's birthday was this week. On Tuesday was my mom's birthday, okay. 85 years old. Happy late birthday. Yeah. When you say South Bay, are you talking the South Bay area? South Bay is what you refer to as a small part of Torrance. There's Torrance Got Beach it. or Rat Beach, um, Redondo, Hermosa, and Manhattan. So those beaches, are those are considered the South Bay okay. of right. the L.A. I was area. I born and raised in the South Bay of the Bay Area. Oh, there you go. San Jose. Yeah, San Jose. So my, grad, been... my father-in-law lives in San Jose today, yeah, and he's 87 years old, so. It's yeah. crowded. It's it crowded is, now. It is really. He luckily he lives a little bit out in the country, uh, but still, you it doesn't take you. You know, Walnut Grove and that. It doesn't take you yeah. long, and you're in the middle of the big city. Yeah. You know, fifteen minutes, and the, and I say fifteen minutes. That's that's a, that's a short time to drive down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, yeah, that's where I I, I was born and, and raised. Till I was eleven when when uh, i was 11 my the company my dad worked for decided to move out of uh long beach area and into santa maria so they then we moved to santa maria well santa maria is known for its barbecue santa maria style barbecue is world famous biggest thing the elks club would put on a every they still do but the, they would cook over an open pit and it's just big long skewers of meat of Ooh. top top block Ooh. And so you got these uh, hunks of meat skewered on these big rods and then laid over an open fire. My mouth's watering. Um, it's, it's absolutely <laughs> amazing. Um, and that's why we specialize in Santa Maria barbecue. I build my own pits. They're, uh, the smallest one is two feet by three feet with an open fire underneath. Uh, the biggest one is five feet by eight feet. Holy smokes. Um, we can put 200 chicken quarters on it. Whoa. Uh, and, uh, okay. We'll get into yeah. that in a little bit here. Um, you're in the Southern California until yeah. what age? How did you, how did and, you end up here? So in, uh, yeah, let's see, uh, 1980, my uncle had moved to Malala 
1978. Okay. He bought 47 acres. Um, he, he as well had a, he had a refrigeration company in Fountain Valley, California. Okay. He decided at, at about 40 years old, he said, I'm moving to Oregon. So had you ever been up here before? Or? Oh yeah, we, we so my dad had uh, we always had a van built into a camper. So the first one was a 1965 Ford uh, super van, which yeah. is the funny looking one with a big long tail on it. And he bought a empty van, built a camper inside of it, and every summer he would take three weeks off of work when he worked for uh, North American Aviation. He was a machinist. And we would drive for three weeks. We would camp all the way up. Oh, nice. All the way up to Oregon and Washington. Nice. How old were you And then all the way back. Um, Well, starting in 65, well, before that even, there's another van that he built out of a 55 Weber's bread truck. And but that thing would only go like forty miles an hour, so he got rid of that real quick. But um, uh, I started when I was, you know, I was born in '62, so I think immediately we started camping. So uh, you know, ever since I was a baby, yeah. we camped. Yeah. That's really um, fun. Back then, there was no car seats, you know. Mm-hmm. Back then, the the car seats. So in the '65 van, I had two younger siblings, and my dad mounted these seats on the engine cover and they were these wire just all metal looking thing with a simple seat on it and i you probably remember something like that i don't i'm not that old but no no of course not (laughs) of course not sorry the the car seats i remember were as you're driving and you hit the brakes my mom would always put her arm throw her arm across yeah yeah. Yeah. that's gonna work mom real good driving the station wagon yeah yeah pretty much (laughs) yeah yeah, so so that you know that was um, that's how we got introduced to Oregon, Washington, this the north, the beautiful Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. and uh, so in 1984, so in 1980, I graduated high school, and my dad made a deal with his brother to buy half of that property in Malala. So now he has 20 acres, and my uncle still had 27 of that. In 1984, they made the big plunge and they moved to, to Oregon, my mom and dad yeah. and my little and sister. And never looked back. And never looked back. And uh, we stayed down in, in California for a couple more years. I had met my wife. I got married in 1984. We, I, I missed my family so much. I We had a house down there and everything. We didn't make any money off it because I didn't keep it long enough. And I look at the prices that those now. Oh, yeah. Paid 130 for it in 1984. If I would have kept that thing, it would be a million-dollar house. But oh, wow. That's a whole nother story. My, my mom and dad bought a home in 1962, four-bedroom home in Willow Glen area of San Jose for 19.5, brand new. Yeah. And the house sold two years ago for over a million. Isn't that crazy? Wow. It's just nuts. Holy smokes. It's yeah. crazy. So we followed uh, my parents up here in 1986. Uh, I went to work for Wearmart or Winco. Back, it was Wearmart back then um, for a few years. But before that, it, I had started a landscape company in California, and I sold that when we moved. And I went back to work for a grocery store. Three years in, I just couldn't stand it anymore. I had to work for myself. Once you work for yourself and you have this mentality that I have um, – no going it, back. I can do it better. Yeah. You know? yeah. So so I went back and I started another landscape company in, in uh, 1989 and did that for until I was almost 40. And then my arthritis started to really kick in and I was in a lot of pain. So I and I my dad had passed away in 92, right before my last son was born. And I just got real depressed. And I was like, I, I just I just wanted out of that business. So I, I got out and I and I and that's how um that's how I ended up in the restaurant business. So were you There's doing any it, barbecuing but... at that time prior oh, yeah. to that? Yeah, we... we Just um, like for the home family yeah, and stuff? Yeah, for, okay. for the family, for friends. My wife played church league softball 
And so after softball games, everybody would come over to our house, and, and I'd cook for them. And, you know, one thing led to another. There's, there's I don't know how much time we have in this segment to d- talk about that. But, go for it. Um, go for it. Uh, we— uh, Sorry, we're out of time. We had, yeah, yeah, real close. <laughs> yeah. I know we're getting close. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can talk. So, so we, um, we went to, uh, we had everybody over, and, and I would cook for them. And then we had a food truck at that time called Trump's Doghouse. Had nothing to do with President Trump. Okay. He was just a realtor at that time, or a real estate mogul. And uh, we had a dog that was a Springer Spaniel that walked around with a water bottle all the time. And I had an artist do a rendering for our logo of him holding a hot dog. So that's where the name nice. Trump's Doghouse yeah, came yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we shipped Chicago-style King Kosher hot dogs, and that's what we sold out of that out of that truck. For, okay. That's how we got our start. And then at some point, I brought one of my smokers along, and we'd start at Saturday Market. And we would do Saturday Market, then we'd do private events and things like that out of this this trailer. Then uh, that we had a, we called it From the Fire Pit, and people kept asking, where's your, where's your restaurant at? I had yeah, my yeah. lines... Lines and lines at the uh, Saturday market of people coming to get the barbecue. And so then we, we made the, the big switch, and, and that's how Adam's Rib came along. Was that your – is this your first location where you're at right now on State Street? Oh, no. Our first location was in the old Jack's IGA building. Uh, Jack McConville uh, leased us the corner of his building, which was the old, in the old Roseland Shopping Center. Okay. And it was their bakery. The Roseland Bakery was what the original place was. Blueberry Cafe was right before me. And that's a whole other story if you know what the Blueberry Cafe story is. But that's that was uh, an interesting one. Okay. We need to take a short break. When we come back, more with today's special guest, uh, Mike from Adams Ribs. You're listening to the Terry Saul Show on 104.3 FM, 1220 AM. We are KSLM. Today's show, it's being brought to you by the Lule Group, Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, and Teresa Lule State Farm Insurance. More in just a couple of minutes. Stick around. We're just getting warmed up. Hey, this is Terry Saul, Saltissimo. Are you in the market for a new car? Well, if so, I encourage you to do what I do. Head down to Lule's Car Connection. Lule's has been selling quality vehicles for over 30 years. Lule's brokers any new vehicle selling within dealer invoice. But check this out. Lule's has financing with most major lenders and credit unions. So do what I do. Stop by Lule's Car Connection located at 2055 Mission Street in Salem and tell them Saltissimo sent you. Lule's Car Connection. You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM. Brought to you today by The Lule Group. Stay tuned for The Terry Saul Show on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM KSLM. Today's show is being brought to you by The Lule Group. Featuring Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, and Teresa Lule's State Farm Insurance. Welcome back to the Terry Saul Weekend Show. Today we are talking with Mike from Adams Rib. Amanda has joined us in studio. Amanda, have you ever driven by his State Street store and rolled on the window? Oh, the yeah. The smell will get you. Oh, it has gotten time. me. Every it time. has gotten me. So tell us a little bit. Uh, you, you decided to open up your own restaurant? Yeah. So we were talking about Saturday Market and that, and people asking, where's your restaurant? So finally, um, I think it was my insurance agent at the time, this gal, I can't remember what her name is now, but anyway, she says, Mike, I know where there's this location that's coming available. And it was the old Blueberry Cafe, and that's that's a whole other story for another day, but they were going out, and it was in the old uh, 
Jack's IGA building. Where's that so, located? Uh, corner of, uh, what is it, Lansing and Market? Okay. I think it was Lansing and Market. Okay. Yeah. There's a Rocco's Bar and Grill in there now, I think. Right. Yeah, so we, we walked in there, and, and, and I, had, I had gotten a vision. And uh, I'm a believer, and I'm, I'm, I give all credit to God for what I have. And he gave me a vision of this restaurant. And, and I walked in, and I looked. I'm like, oh, my God, this is what I saw in my head. I'd never been in the place really? before. And so I signed on a dotted line, and it took us a couple months to you know paint and get it all set up. Uh, to open the doors and and so we did you know all my friends said they were going to come and uh, you know you, you ever learn you learn really quick who your that, friends are that, well <laughs> that I had a lot of friends that helped me build it and everything it was awesome and and a lot of those friends still came but it wasn't enough to support got it and um, I started uh, I started you know I'm going through this whole oh my gosh I'm going to lose everything and and uh that went on for about a year and a half. We kept it open, and I did a lot of nonprofit stuff out of there. We we did a started doing a a Thanksgiving dinner every year, and we fed. The last time we did it, um, we did that for about ten years, and we served over a thousand eleven hundred people. Nice. Wow! Uh, nice. Thanksgiving dinner. Um, we've since moved on to other things, helping nonprofits. The real spot I wanted was a spot I was trying to get on State and Twelfth. And uh, right down from where Sassy Onion is, it was Cafe Today back then, which is another company I worked for for a short period of time for uh, Kevin Cameron and Dave Boyles. Rest in peace, Dave. Wonderful man. Um, owned it, and they brought me on there. And that's how I – basically where I learned the actual restaurant business was mm-hmm. learning from them. I, uh, I wanted that other spot, but it just – you know, we couldn't make a deal. Well, finally – after about a year and a half in this other location, the people that had the lease on that building came to me and said, hey, we know you want this building. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go back to doing catering. I'm, I'm out of money. And they said, we don't want any money. Just take the lease. There's 11 months left on it. Keep all the equipment, whatever. We don't care. Um, we just want out of the lease. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's a smoking so deal kind of for you. It was a smoking lap. deal. And, yeah. and uh, I looked at my wife, and she's, she was like, we don't have any more money. We had five grand left in the bank, I think. And uh, which was just enough to go in there and repaint and open the doors and move some of our equipment. So we we did the deal, and uh, it took us one week to turn it over, and we opened the doors. And I had a friend that worked in the state building right behind, and uh, she was watching out the window that first day we opened. And, uh, of course, we were green in the business. We did not know, you know, how to get things out so fast. So that first day, we had hour-long waits. Oh, there wow. was a line around the building. All the, I think every person that worked in those state buildings around us came and visited. Was, and it was amazing. Was it, was it like amazing. a scary, overwhelming feeling? Like a how oh, did we get here? We're so blessed. Oh, my gosh. How do we pump exactly. this out quicker? Yeah. <laughs> I, I get emotional just thinking about it because I, I, I had a bunch of kids working for me. My, my son, my, his friend, you know, all these kids are, you know, some of them in high school, some of them, some of them you know, just barely out. And none of them had any experience right. at, at cranking out the food. And uh, that first day was the, my friend called me. She goes, Mike. There's people all the way around your building. <laughs> and I said, I know. There's people all inside here, too. Come I can't get now. the food out. You know. So uh, it took us a few days to, to work out the kinks. And, and uh, from there, it just was, it was uh, just God's blessing on us. And 
here we are today. You know, we yeah. just we just keep on going, and and uh, it's been it's been a uh, a blessing. You know, ups and downs. We've been through the 2008 economy. Um, that almost put us under just because of uh, you know the the costs and the the inflation and you know. It, what did COVID do for you? You know, COVID was was an interesting one too. I, I have I have four restaurants now. I own Adams Rib and Bowen Vine Burger Bar. Bowen Vine's a partnership with a couple other guys. My son is one of them. Um, but the saving grace for us was we have a product that can be packaged to go real easily. Mm-hmm. So uh, when COVID hit, we laid off probably 60, 80% of our employees. Mm. And I had a lot of employees uh, with all those restaurants. I had uh, almost 100 employees, I oh, think, wow. and we laid off probably, like I said, almost 80% of them yeah. and and ran it with everything with the skeleton crew. Um, we, we, as soon as that, you know, we realized we started asking people to come back because we could afford to have people there because we were actually still staying pretty busy with to-go. I jumped in a van and started doing deliveries. Um, okay. And we marketed that as, hey, you want Mike to come deliver you some food? And people would call, is Mike delivering today? And I, I mean, I was delivering all the way to Brooks. Oh, that's people. awesome. So, Jumping in a little minivan with the with the food and off I go, and so I became the delivery boy, yeah. you know, as well as hot cocoa man. You know. But uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah, that's um, it. It really um, we our catering disappeared. We lost uh, probably two hundred fifty thousand dollars in the first you know year of COVID. Wow, you know, it was that was that was the hard part was but, losing all our catering. Yeah. Yeah, but we we figured it out, um, and uh, now you know we're back full swing, uh, and um, you know you know I'm a I'm not a masker, so that was you know that was a whole other interesting. I actually remember a time when um, I, I wasn't familiar with you, um, and it was in the news or something that you <laughs> went into Costco. Oh, that was a good one. Without yeah. a mask. Oh yeah. So we decided, okay, girls, we're going to go support his business, and we went and bought the whole office lunch uh, just because of that. That's where uh, I I do a slash in between these two words, BLM Antifa, and that's where I got attacked unmercifully by by those those people, those hateful people. All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll get into that. Today's show is being brought to you by the Lule Group, Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, and Teresa Lule State Farm Insurance. Back in just a moment. You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM. Brought to you today by the Lule Group. We're back in five, four, Q Terry, two, one, you're on. Hey, this is Terry Saul, Saltissimo. You know, when it comes time to move into a new home, it's time to consider Don Lule Homes. The Lule difference is simply setting the bar for quality service in Salem. Find out today about custom-built new homes. Don Lule Homes offers open floor plans, quality craftsmanship, and over 50 years of excellent experience in new construction. Beautiful homes are coming soon. Call today and ask for Erica at 503-428-6999. Don Lule Homes. 
You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM. Brought to you today by the Lule Group. We are back. This is the Terry Saul Weekend Show with Amanda Smith hanging out with us on Salem's original radio station, KSLM AM and FM. And today we are talking with Mike from Adams Ribs. So on the break, we were talking about how you went into Costco without your mask and the backlash of that. You want to dive into that a little bit? Yeah, it, it, you know, now I look back and it was it was kind of I was I shouldn't have done it. I was being boastful, and it was I'm not that I'm not that kind of guy. And and I was hang, hang on while I clear my throat. Yeah, um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. but you know, it was um, it was one of those things where you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired of the yeah. government and yeah. their control. You know, I, we were asked if we were vaccinated. They didn't ask what vaccine, and and uh, you know, I got a lot of hate for it. Were you concerned about your business taking a hit? You know, so I, I sometimes do things that I don't think through it that far sometimes. <laughs> like I, showing up here today? Like showing up here today. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Okay, what what are we going to talk all right, about? Yeah, all right. Um, but, you know, we're, we're – you know, I would hope the listeners of this of this station of your show are like-minded. Mm-hmm, and, they are. You know, we I, – I, I can't say I'm, I'm proud of posting the picture of me not wearing a mask in Costco – but, you know, you've got to take a stand at some point when the government is overreach is, is taken over, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, there's rumor now that they may start making us mask up again because, uh, oh, you know, CDC says it's good or whatever. But we all know that all that mask does is, is cause problems across the board. Yep. As a child, I had severe asthma and my asthma came back because of the mask because I'm blocking my airway. Mm-hmm. And so all that. That fluid that gets in, asthma is basically a fluid that gets down into your lungs, at, right in your breathing area, you know, or not necessarily all in the lungs. But anyways, you've got to stick a stand at some point. And, and that's kind of what I did. And, you know, it didn't hurt my business at all. It actually made me busier than ever before. Yep. Um, because, you know, yeah, there's those people that aren't going to come in. They, they hate me anyways, just because I'm a conservative Christian right. man. Right. I have another philosophy about humanity. Um, I don't care what you look like, who you are, what your orientation is, what your pronoun is. I don't care. I love you anyways. Mm-hmm. I, I love all humanity. doesn't matter. It doesn't just doesn't matter to me. I don't, I get called names because of it, but I don't look at the color of your skin necessarily as the color of your skin. It's just part of who you are. Yeah. And if you're a, a, great, a good guy or gal and, you know, we can have a conversation, then great. If not, you know, I did my part, and, and I'm still going to be friendly. I, I, I don't have a hateful bone in my body. As a matter of fact, I, I say this to people all the time. I, I don't use the word hate because I hate the word hate. Mm-hmm. I just don't like that word. I may not like things that people do. I may not like the actions that you've done, but I love you because God made you. And God made you who you are. And hate hate's an ugly word. It's, it's just a horrible an ugly word. It really word. is. It's yeah. absolutely horrible. Yeah. We talked about that a few weeks ago, and and you said, I, I asked you if you hated something. You said, I don't hate anything. You yeah. don't. Yeah. You may dislike something, mm-hmm. yeah. but you don't hate it. You don't hate it's it. It's a strong it, word. Yeah. It yeah. is. It's a very strong word. It it, it it's it's a, it's a final word. You yeah. Know, you 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 hate something. You're never going to see that person again. You don't want to talk to them. You hate them. I've had wrongs done to me over the years maybe because i'm i'm too accepting or too friendly and those people that have done wrongs um yeah when the action happens i'm not happy about it i don't i've run into those people again let's put it that way i've run into the again them again and i don't 
bring that up. Right. It's it's done. It's over. You did what you did. Um, you can't change it. It's it's it, happened back then. Yeah, you can't exactly. change it. And, and it's over. It. And and I may not seek you out as as somebody I uh, you know go have a beer with, but uh, or, you know I may not invite you to my birthday party. But I'm not going to turn and walk the other way when I see you. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say, hi, how's your life been? Mm-hmm. And move on. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's, um, you know, that's my, t- my take on that. I, I try to be equal and friendly and, and with everybody I meet. You know, it's funny. I have people that I, I know, I've known for years. I, I, I'm really bad with names, remembering names. And I, I admit that up front. And I don't know why that is. It's just my brain. But uh, the joke is, at my funeral, there's going to be people that stand up and say, oh, I knew Adam well. Adam was a great guy. <laughs> he was my best friend. And, and, and because people call me Adam because of Adam's rib. Right. And, and uh, I hope that's a good thing. I hope that, that I make an impact on people and, and, um, and show that, that kindness and, and the love of Christ through my actions. What do, you, what do you want your legacy to be? I don't know. I, I've never really – just that I was fair and, and nice to people. Right. You're really big in the community. You, you're you're big in giving back and being um, a representation of people. What all are you involved in? <laughs> I don't know. I, I <laughs> do get we have that, time? <laughs> I get that question all the time. I currently – and I have been involved with Mary County Fair for several years, and I've, I've been the chairman for – I just got reelected – um, on the fair board? Uh, at the fair board. Yeah, I did the that chairman. for a few years, too. It's probably my favorite. That and Kaiser Chamber are my favorite boards to be on. Really? Um, I've been on, uh, or I am on, uh, Oregon Restaurant Longines, uh Policy uh, Committee. Some things I'm on, and I don't even know I'm on. I get emails, and I'm like, how did I get on that board? I've seen you at Kaiser Greeters, and... They uh, they let everybody introduce themselves, but they usually put you on last because There's you're going to go reason. on for a while. Or they take the microphone. Or yeah, they, or they yeah. give you a battery yeah. in that microphone that's good. they know is going to yeah. go off soon. Yeah, it's like, okay, give him the dead mic. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. No, it, it's just fun. Um, you know, I it, it, I go back real real far back. Uh, I was uh, come from a family of, of five siblings. Okay. Um, I was the middle. So there was two older brothers. And a younger brother and a younger sister. My two older brothers, you know, they they got their attention because they were the older brothers. Then I was born and I was the youngest for about a year, a year and a half. And then my little brother was born, but he he had a lot of medical issues. So all the attention went to him. And then my sister was born and, well, you know what happens there. She's the only girl. Yeah. And... uh, and I tease her because uh, her name's Maria. She lives up in Woodburn, takes care of my mom. She had a cereal box with her name written on it every week because it was her favorite cereal. So we couldn't eat her cereal <laughs> box. And it, it's a joke. It's it's funny now. I was very introverted. I, I didn't want my picture taken. I wouldn't talk to anybody. I had a, a speech problem. <laughs> I couldn't say Yeah, I couldn't say my R's. So I'd say, oh, mother and father and... It was cute. You know, there's a recording of me somewhere talking. And uh, anyways, I was just super shy, and I wore glasses, and I was teased unmercifully in school because of the speech and the glasses. So you were bullied. And I was bullied a lot. And uh, I think it made me stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't like bullies. I don't like um, – and that's why I say those groups that attack, they're just bullies. Yeah. And so I know how to deal with them. But – uh, where was I going with the story? Oh, breaking out of my shell. 
So, so when I started my first company, it was a, a lawn care company in Southern California. And, you know, it, you have to go out and bid jobs and things yeah. like that. You have to talk to people. And I learned uh, early on, if I don't break out of this shyness, I'm not going to get anywhere. You won't hmm. succeed. And, and then it started to be fun because I can make people laugh, show them, you know, that you know, I'm I'm just I'm a regular guy and a, and a, and I'm a fun guy mm-hmm. and and that's you know kind of why I do the silly things sometimes that I do at at greeters or wherever I'm speaking and uh, it just is uh, it's what you have to do as as a business owner you have to be able to project your thoughts and and speak to people. Are you shy? I am shy to a degree. So when you're at greeters doing your that. thing there, you're you're doing that because it's kind of an act. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. That's what I do all the time. It, I'm terribly well, shy. Well, it's enjoyable. Yeah. It and it it's gives fun. everybody yeah. a good laugh. And and uh, and and a lot of people don't they don't understand that it's kind of a coping thing. Yeah. You're, mm-hmm. you're, oh yeah. You know, I I remember first time I went on television. I've been on all the all the Portland stations at some point or another, um, and I was doing the Bite of Oregon. Our biggest event of the year was the Bite of Oregon. It was huge. And uh, Channel 12, Terry Amato, rest in peace, wonderful man, um, was there the, the the guy who you know went the out host. and got people to speak yeah. uh, on the on the air. So he uh, he had set up interview with a chef on stage for the Channel 12 Good Day Oregon show about I I was the first guy in the park every day cooking barbecue because you start early, and he saw me and he says Mike he said I've got this chef he's not here yet. Can you throw something together to come on the air? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you know, we, we would rent a hotel across the street at the, at the the Rose. And I told my wife, I called my wife. I said, hey, bring me a clean hat and a clean shirt. Hurry. <laughs> and Yeah. <laughs> and so, because I'm covered in grease and right, right. Meat, meat juices, yummy stuff. And so <laughs> that was my first experience going on live live television. And, I mean, it was it was awesome. I was nervous, my <laughs> heart pounding, and and I did what I'm doing right here with you. And it turns out that I'm, I guess they say I'm a natural. You are. So yeah. <laughs> it, and now anytime, you know, Andy Carson will come in my restaurant um, often and because and he tells me it's his favorite barbecue restaurant. But um, anytime that, that uh, bring me on, they basically just ask me a question. And, and you, you run go. with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's what we were teasing about. We're just, what are we going to talk to Mike about? Just say, good morning, Mike. What's new? <laughs> exactly. Sit exactly. back and shut up. Hey, we need to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. Uh, today's show is being brought to you by the Lule Group, Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Homes, and uh, Teresa Lule, State Farm Insurance. We'll be back in just a minute with our final segment with Mike from Adam's Ribs. Stick around. You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM, brought to you today by the Lule Group. We're back in five, four, Q Terry, two, one, you're on. You're listening to The Terry Saul Show on KSLM AM and FM, brought to you today by the Lule Group. We are back with our final few minutes. Today's guest has been Mike from Adam's Ribs. And, you know, I, I just, I can smell Adam's Ribs right now. I mean, do you... I wish I could taste it right now. But it's kind of like a yeah, cologne. Yeah, I, I got that. <laughs> I wish I could taste yeah. it, too. It's, it's like a cologne. It's is that like, what it is? It just permeates out of my clothing. <laughs> and, yeah. Barbecue's my absolute favorite. Yeah, I, have a, I, I got a funny one. So so we're doing the Bite of Oregon, 
and my wife and I are coming back to take a break. It's midday, and and we leave the crew. The you know my whole family still works for me. My all my kids and their their spouses, and now my grandsons are starting to work. So it's pretty cool. But that is. we're we're walking across. We go back to our hotel, take a break. We get in the uh, elevator, and there's a couple of young, very attractive young ladies in there, and my wife and myself, and uh, hit the up button. These girls come in and. You hear that that mm-hmm. sniff smell? Yeah, yeah. They're sniffing. <laughs> what is that I'm smelling? And and and, and, uh, and my wife's just kind of shaking her head. And all of a sudden, I have these these very attractive young ladies leaning into me <laughs> and sniffing it. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's my cologne. I'm in the wrong business. I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> it was it was pretty funny. She, yeah. she she laughed about it. It was it was hilarious. That we slept on good. the couch for a week, but yeah. she laughed about yeah, it. Yeah, she laughed about it. <laughs> no, we we went down and got a beverage. You know, it's like, okay, go. let's yeah, let's yeah, have yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so um Adam's ribs, it's opening for lunch as well for dinner, correct? Yeah. Um you still do catering. What's what's the big truck you have now? Uh, we just built a food truck. We've got we got back into the food truck business during COVID. We started to get a lot of calls of people wanting a small event, a small wedding. Just bring your food truck. Well, I've got vintage trucks that uh, we can bring out to your event. I've got a 1964 International. That's a really cool showpiece. Um, you'll see it out at the fairs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Parked next to my booth, um, just because it's. It's just kind of a showy thing. So finally, it was like, okay, how many times are we going to tell people we don't have a food truck? So right. I, I went down to Dorn Brothers and bought a truck and built another food truck. So we have this beautiful wrapped Adam's Rib barbecue food truck. Yeah, but and, you pull a uh, you pull a dirty stunt. Now, I don't want to bring up dirty stuff <laughs> on the radio here, but you pull a dirty stunt. Somehow, when that truck was parked out the parade the other night, I could smell the this barbecue <laughs> stuff coming on my direction. And, that's and, not very fun. Uh, it's well, that's the, the that's the that's the idea. You know, it's mm-hmm. the attraction. It's like when you're yeah. trying to to attract the dog in for dinner or whatever. You know. Well, this dog was ready to go over there right. for dinner. I wasn't calling you a dog, but you know the it's reference a, it's was a, there. I've been called worse. <laughs> but yeah, it. We do have the food truck that's available for uh, your parties or you know wedding, whatever. If it's applicable to use the food truck at your event. Now, it's it's real hard to serve 200 people in 20 minutes out of a food truck. So, right, so right, if you've right. got a, an event like that, that's probably not what the food truck's going to go to. What's the largest um, you've served? Uh, the largest number I've served? Oh, you're yeah. going to love this one. It was uh, on the Capitol Mall. We did uh, during session, uh, I guess, a long time ago, 10, 15 years ago, we served 4,000 union members on the Capitol. Yeah, I brought in, uh, I had 20 employees on just on that job. Wow. uh, Making sandwiches and assembly line, and and we had five serving, let's see, we had uh, four tables, three tables, so six serving lines. So you walk on either side of the table, and they're grabbing their lunches, and off they went. Um, so that's the largest largest group I've ever uh, served at one time. Yeah. Um, you know, averages will do things from fifty people to three hundred sure. people. On, sure. all, you know, every day of the week we, uh-huh. we're our catering. My son-in-law now has taken over all our catering. Does a great job. You, you want catering? You call him at five zero three six eight nine one zero eight two, and he'll hook you up. Um, we're always booking caterings. If you want boxed lunches, whether they're cold sandwiches or hot sandwiches, we do it all. So what's your favorite item? I was just going to ask that. What is your favorite? You know, my favorite. Okay, so my specialty is tri-tip, and it, it may be my favorite. I love doing prime rib. I mean, it, we do that for our holiday meals and stuff like that. But probably my, I, I love beef ribs. I'm a beef guy. Um, that's probably my, my favorite thing is probably beef ribs. Okay. Tri-tip is our specialty. 
when we moved here to, to Oregon, I couldn't find tri-tip, um, or at least what I considered tri-tip, because growing up where tri-tip was invented in Santa Maria, California, that's where it was discovered. Okay. Um, it, there's a certain way it has to be cooked in order to be good. All right. And and it's not a steak. It's a it's a roast, about two and a half, three pound roast, and cooked as such, and then sliced and you know over the open fire, and it's just amazing. So what, I'm what time? I know I'm just thinking <laughs> the same thing. What time do you start in the morning? Uh, you start obviously quite a bit before you open the doors. Well, I am technically I'm almost completely retired. I'm semi-retired. I only come in and help when they need a hand on catering and stuff. My son Mike runs the uh, the restaurant. Um, he gets in there about quarter to seven every day. Okay. And usually he's pulling the brisket or pork butt out from the day before, then loading the ribs. They take about four and a half hours to cook, you know. So, so that's, that's how long it takes. He'll be loading the ribs, um, the tri-tip, the, the chicken, you know, any of those kind of things. So the smoker's running almost all day, every day. That's wow. awesome. And, and we have in our in our new catering kitchen, we have the exact same smoker that each of my smokers that are they're working every day hold about five hundred pounds of meat. So, wow! Yeah, so we're we're cranking out. Holy smokes! Yeah, we're cranking so out some pretty good. What stuff. do you fix on Thanksgiving? You invite uh, the whole family I'm, over. I'm not allowed to smoke turkey on Thanksgiving. <laughs> we do, however, sell smoked turkeys and hams. And if yeah. you want one of those, call 503-689-1082. Talk to Omar. We smoke, uh, or you can call the restaurant um, and order f- uh, those things from th- from them too. And that's three six two two one nine four. I am not allowed to smoke a a turkey at Thanksgiving. I have to cook it traditionally. So the family gives you guidelines on what you can prepare. But they do have to eat my smoked there prime you go. rib <laughs> at Christmas. There so, you go. Yeah, Christmas we do a smoked prime rib. I'll be doing one this weekend for our company party. We just did Bowen Vine company party last Sunday. We did, uh, uh, I fed, I don't know, we got 60 employees with Bowen Vine. Yeah. And, uh, so we're, we're going into a new year, obviously. Um, and what, what's your plans for this new year? Do you have a lot of events coming up? We do. Um, we'll be at the Marion County Fair. We'll be at State Fair. Um, you know, I, I don't know the other smaller things that we'll be doing, but those are, those are the big ones. We'll be out in the community. We'll probably be for the 3rd of July out at the Oregon Gardens again. There's a lot of, lot of stuff happening. Just follow us on our Facebook page. My daughter runs the Facebook page. A lot of fun stuff going on with our company. So you guys um, are really family oriented as well. Oh, 100%. Yeah, all my kids, it's funny because all my kids stayed with us. They went and worked somewhere else for a very short period of time and then they realized <laughs> I'm not in charge anymore. Yeah. And so they came back and, and, and they're, they're doing an exceptional job. They don't even want me in their way. And that's why I go out and, I can see that. and do other things. Mm-hmm. I can see that. And, and I shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, where you know. You got to give them the reins. You, yeah. you, you just turned over to them and. and uh, uh, if there's problems, if there's equipment failures and things like that, then they call me in and say, hey, we need help. We need this fixed or who can we call to fix it? Yeah. Right. You know, that's really all I do now, except for if you've got a, a wedding where you want on-site pit barbecue. There's only three of us that do that. It's myself, my son, and my and my son-in-law. And so uh, then you'll get me out at a at an event like that. All right. All right. Mike, we are just about out of time. Would you come back? You're fun. I, I oh, absolutely. You. Would you come back yes, and join us again? Yes, this is fun. Thank yeah. you. And again, you're located over there on, uh, what's the address? Corner of 12th and State. Okay. It's 1210 State Street. And uh, phone number real quick. Phone number for that is uh, 362-2194. And you can order uh, ahead to get your, get your food from the restaurant. If you want catering, it's 503 503- 
689-1082, and you'll talk to Omar. All right. Happy New Year awesome. to you and your family, sir. Be safe and right come on back. Right back at you. Yeah. Come back and join us Absolutely. I'd love to. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. We're just about out of time for today's show. Remember, you can catch our show every Saturday at 10 a.m. and a replay Sundays at 6 p.m. right here on Salem's original radio station, KSLM. A reminder, if you missed any of today's show or would like to hear any of my shows, you can always hear a podcast on our official KSLM website at www.kslm.news or on my official website at www.terrysaul.com. If you would like to drop me a note, I'd love to hear from you. My email address is terry at kslm.news. We'll see you next time. Take care and be safe. You've been listening to The Terry Saul Show on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM KSLM. Today's show is brought to you by the Lule Group, featuring Lule's Car Connection, Don Lule Holmes, and Teresa Lule's State Farm Insurance. That's a wrap. Thanks, everybody. Good show. Bye, everybody.